So since um Draymond has been in the he's been making his rounds lately. He's been on um all the smoke. He did a Zoom interview with Maverick Carter and somebody else. I yeah, think who else was in there? Yeah, I don't know who else yeah, I don't know. And I think he was did somebody else podcast, but I can't remember. I think it just was those, those two. two. Yeah. He's, but you know, I think that's what it was, and it was just a lot that came out. Yeah, because the all smoke was like two hours. So yeah. But pretty long pause. He's had some things to say. Um, I know um, one of the things was about Kevin Durant, about how if he wanted to stay, he would have got him traded. Right. Yeah, basically saying, uh, I don't know if he was saying Kevin Durant said it, but he basically was saying that saying that he's the reason that Kevin Durant left his bullshit because he could have just got him traded right. or whatever. And um, I think that's partly true, but obviously it is true. But... I don't think Kevin Durant one has said that Draymond is the exact reason like that reason why he left. Right. And two, who I mean, who did nobody has nobody would do that. I mean, well I won't say nobody would do that, but Kevin Durant hasn't went to management and forced him to trade somebody. Right. So I don't think that would And imagine if happen. he does ask them to trade Draymond and say I'll sign back if y'all trade Draymond Draymond. I think they did. <laughs> they do it, but it's the kid. I think Steph and Clay are looking at him a little different now. Possibly. It kind of throws a little bit of the chemistry off because now it is what we was here first. How, you know. Right, yeah. That's a little different. Yeah, but either way, that one never happened and Draymond, I don't even know why he throws that out there. But I know the other thing he brought up was he got into Jordan should have um, supported Pippen, kind of like he should have supported Steph when Mary was talking trash about Steph or right. whatever. But he showed George should have supported Pippen because he said himself, if Draymond doesn't talk with a lot of context, I think he just kind of like says stuff. He's been going off on Charles Barkley, talking about how he's never won anything, and right. Charles is supposedly jealous than him. I ain't even going to get into all that, but then he said that Charles that uh, he don't necessarily got that same impact on the game as he does. To some of the Draymond is just one of those. Where he's a role player that nobody likes because he's been on a team where they win. He's had a little success, and he just don't know when to reel it in. He's just been—he's probably real bored right now. He probably thinks everything that he's saying is the right thing. Draymond, go be with your family or something, because <laughs> he's just talking right now. Honestly, he's clearly had all these, these thoughts, and he wanted to get them out. So, right. yeah, that's all I really got for Draymond for today. I'm John W. Fresh Hicks. We are the Hoopers. Last night was the episode three and four of The Last Dance, the 97-98 Chicago Bulls documentary. You got uh, Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson episodes last night. Right, basically. Going into, they got into Dennis Rodman's vacation. Uh, Phil's come up with the team. They even throw a little Doug Collins in there, which was cool to see. Doug Collins got to talk about how he changed the team around. And uh, it was a bold move to move Doug Collins, and it's funny because Jerry Cross ended up trying to do the field where he did with Doug, right. have it, have the person in waiting while he was there. Uh, the Doug, I want to talk about Doug for a second. I thought it was interesting, um, and it was funny how it was played out because Doug was basically it seemed like he was set up to fail because how as a GM do you hire an assistant coach and your assistant coach isn't meshing with the head coach, so you get rid of the head? Like I get the philosophy of wanting the right. team to touch the ball more. That all makes sense. 
But I'm not going to uh, hire an assistant coach that's going against my head coach to the point where it's making the head coach uncomfortable. Um, that I don't think that was a good move at all. And he clearly, you know, they dove into how he how he may feel, get a little bit closer to Tex Winter. And that's how he learned to triangle and all that. And then Phil eventually takes over or whatever. But it's just funny when the GMs play those games with your head coaches. It's like you're not even really putting them in a position to succeed because you don't even got everybody on his side. Now, in, in hindsight, it, it looks better because you say, oh, everybody touches the ball more. I don't think it's a matter of everybody touching the ball more. I think it was just a matter of the position he was putting people in because uh-huh. Doug played Scotty Pippen as a natural small forward. You know, as Scotty said, he played point guard and he hit the crazy growth spur. So Phil's offense allowed Scotty to play point guard more and recognize they don't need the traditional point guard. So that's really the genius in it. You know, that's just like the difference with Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr tweaked the team a little bit and now it's a championship team. And that, you know, that really does matter. But who who's to say what would have happened with Doug Collins? Because he took the Bulls from what they were and they, they became really successful over his three years. And as he said, Jordan won MVP, dunk contest, awesome. uh, all-star MVP. Play, yeah. And he's he got them to the to the playoffs. So right, to conference finals. Right. So uh shout out I just want to show some little Doug Collins for a second. But with that said, Phil was the right move for them because the triangle offense was what they needed. Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm glad uh they showed that breakdown of the triangle because everybody does touch the ball because of all these actions and reactions that right. they're in it. But if you see how Michael always starts, if you don't get nothing out of that initial triangle the initial, you know, movement on the left side or right side, wherever it is, you're uh, now the court is completely uh, overloaded, and now your best player still could go one on one. So it's still isolation in there, <laughs> but it's just a more of a trickier way to do it, and it is a way to truly get people more involved because now maybe I can hit Pippen on the cut, or maybe Paxton's open in the corner. But if all this fails, we don't went through our set. It's twelve seconds on the clock, and now Jordan is one on one because Jordan point to. Um, one of his points with why he liked uh, Doug Collins' offense, obviously being the best player of the balls in your hands, you get to shoot a lot. But people did touch the ball. Right. But like Jordan said, I don't want Bill Cartwright with the ball in his hands in five, with five seconds on the clock, which Nobody is does. like which is true. So, uh, you know, I hate that Doug Collins, he, he, he's a good starter coach. I think he could have been a possible championship coach. But um, I don't think he gets a bad rap for the Bulls, but – I just think it was just, you know, the triangle just was genius. And then the players started developing. You just can't right. help you, that you easy. You on and we win six championships in eight years. Of yeah. course, the guy before Phil Jackson doesn't look like a good coach. Right. But I think this- he, He's definitely Mark Jackson. That I feel like that's the exact – Yeah. You know, even though Phil was already in, inside, that's definitely the Mark Jackson to uh, to Steve Kerr. Right. It's really that. Like, they, they got to, success. Yeah. Started winning, get to the playoffs. We win the playoff rounds, and then you get the next coach, and you're really ready to go as Clay develops into an all star. I mean, because Jordan was already a superstar, but right. Pippen developed into an all star. Horace Grant. Now I'm in year two and three, because people always forget also, is like it's never brought up. Of course, they losing 87 when Pippen's a rookie, and 88 he's in year two, or you know, whatever the years were. They're in year one and two, so. By three, four, I've been in the league for two, three years. I'm in, I, I'm used to the league. Dudes like Horace Grant figure out what they could do. You really figure out your way. All right. So the development goes in part to that too. So um, it, it's it's on the coach, but it's also on the players' development. It's it's a it's a crazy balance, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's true. 
And just, I guess, even just the progression from Jordan from coach to coach. Yeah. You can see how, you know, his first coach just let him play because they weren't really intended on winning, but Jordan was just so They didn't even know how to win, period. They didn't know what they had. But Jordan (laughs) knew he wanted to be a winner, so then you bring in Doug They still had that old era a little bit. Right, yeah, like, we we win, we get a win, whatever. But they expect to lose, so now you bring in Doug Collins who also wants to win and also wants to get the best out of Jordan. So you kind of get what some people say is the best version of Jordan. Right. I think it was, I felt like it was cool. He said how they be in practice and he be winning and then he'll switch him to the second team right. and now you lose it. Right. <laughs> it's like how you get the most out of it. Right. Shout out to Doug Collins. Right. So now you're teaching him how to be, now you teach him how to be an NBA player and you put him in those situations. So yeah. now he can learn to succeed because you're not going to be in there with all five, with your other starters all the time. Exactly. So you got to know like, well, I'm in here with the second unit. I can do this with the second unit, right. and then you bring in Phil, and you kind of take from what Doug Collins had already established in Jordan as you know, being as the you know, the competitive nature, the winning attitude. Right. Like they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, then Doug Collins get fired, and now you bring in Phil, and Phil's just Phil and Tex just make the game a lot easier for everybody, right? Because Phil's first year, they really didn't go no further than right, Doug Collins. Right, they went back to the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. So, I think well, they, they lost in seven that year. Yes, yeah, they lost in seven, I think, the year before. Did they get swept? Yeah. Did they get swept? I, no, I think they lost by one. Then they got swept, lost 4-1, then they got swept. Flip. Or lost 4-2, something yeah. like that. Then got swept. I don't remember. They pulled it up last night. Um, but, yeah, because, like I said, the first coach, he's just letting Jordan play because you're trying to figure out, all right, you know, just getting used to the NBA, and now you get now with Doug, you getting used to the NBA while winning, even though you're winning while willing your team winning, because they were winning before quotation air quotes. They were winning before as far as making the playoffs, but when Doug gets in there, now you're actually advancing in the playoffs, and then Phil take you to the next step. So shout out to that. Right, I want to get you know. Go ahead. Right, I was right, gonna and just even another thing with that. I just see something that's brought up. I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but it's like, you know, how it's always, you know, LeBron gets this is the most criticized superstar ever. But if you're really paying attention and watching everything that goes on, it's all, you know, we see that Jordan, you know, all the criticism that came up about Jordan. Right. How scoring guards can't win. How yeah. he only want to win scoring titles and not championships. How he can't lead a team. Mm-hmm. So those same criticism was there. It's just now. With media being twenty four seven, I guess you can hear it more. Mm-hmm. But it's literally the same exact criticism, except now, the difference is y'all telling me a fourth and fifth, a fourth or fifth year player can't win compared to y'all making excuses why a year 13, 14, 15 year multiple all star player can't win. Right. So it ain't even the same at all. I was gonna switch to uh, the the Dennis Rodman effect. So Dennis Rodman signed with the team a few years later. After he goes through the bad boys, I don't even really want to get into the Detroit Pistons. Um, obviously, Jordan had to overcome. Well, he had to beat them eventually. The Pistons was a dirty team. I'm not calling them borderline dirty. They were dirty. Uh, not even because they walked off the court on them. They just played dirty. But all right, so a couple of years later, now you get you get they get Rodman. They say the first meeting with Rodman. Um, <laughs> they ask him, "Do you want to play for the Bulls?" And Rodman, this is after. You know, because he played with the Pistons and he went to the Spurs for a couple of years. Those are like the lost years where he just didn't fit the organization. He just was trying to find himself there. Right. If you saw the doc, you saw that. We all know those years were like really glossed over. So then he comes to Chicago and he want to play for the Bulls. And he like, you know, like it's supposed to be an honor for him. Come join the Chicago Bulls. How do you right. feel about this honor? He's like, I don't care, whatever. Let's do it. And then so he joined the team and they actually put another dynamic – I love the fact that they went into detail with Rodman about 
how he took what he did as a skill. And that shows that he was an elite player in a lot of different ways. Like you said, when he was in amongst, you know, he was in his junior college or small college, whatever he was, you know, he averaged 27 points because he, he, he a smart player. Right. He had mid-range or whatever. He could run the floor. He could get his dunks. But he got into the detail of how he would go to the, the gym and let his friends just shoot. And he figure out the angles that the ball will come off of. And I've and then, always heard that. I didn't know that was true. Yeah, yeah. That right. That's some stuff that you always heard that he did. Yeah, definitely. I think Coach Brewer, shout out to Coach Brewer, Carl Park, said that to someone. Well, back in practice, back in the day, about like he used to practice rebounding. Dennis Rodman practice rebounding to learn the angles of the ball. Here, here it's coming here, and it was. I love how they shot it, and they had him breaking down, just really going through it, like he really knew what he was talking about. And then they had the uh, the quick clip of him. Um, in the locker room, watching film by himself with the, with his headphones on, it's like they was watching like Sacramento or somebody, yeah. and like only person that would have played for Sacramento at the time was Mitch Richmond. I can't think of who else would been on the team that was been before Chris Webber, but they just showed him studying the film, showing who they about to play. So he was real detailed with his game, and that's why he really is one of the best, like legitimately one of the best rebounders, defensive players, ever. And um, I thought it was cool that the show they showed that light on him. And then I also obviously like the uh, you gotta like hearing the stories, like the, the Vegas story. Right, obviously, right. like right. Is it, everyone has stated over and over, you know, it's cool just to wonder what would happen if that literally happened today, because it, it wouldn't be able to be kept under wraps. because no, no. somebody in Vegas would have been like, "That's what she did, Robin. The Bulls on a three game road trip. Where is he doing it? <laughs> yeah. So it." I don't. That's the only reason why it would be such a big thing here because I'm sure people saw him then because he was in Vegas and he was right. partying. And I was just, somebody was like, oh, yeah, I'm partying with Dennis Rodman right now. But somebody would literally be tweeting or they would Instagram right now on their story like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with Dennis Rodman right, in the right, club right. right now. The Bulls just played Orlando yesterday. What is he doing? They played Orlando right now. What is he doing right. here? You know what I mean? So that would have been crazy. Cool. What do you think? Like two, let's get into. First, I just, I just want to get into the, how dope that is. It basically, is all the players are saying he invented large management. Man, players don't go crazy. Y'all can't start asking. Y'all win two championships in a row, a row, and then ask for a vacation. But I'm gonna get into the commemorative. I don't want to mention LeBron because it comes back to him. But remember, he did something similar. Uh, he said he needs some time off. But whatever. I'm getting off my point. What do you think about Phil? Letting him do it. And then, of course, you got to bring the fact that he called in Jordan and was like, he needs vacation. <laughs> he said, he said, Dennis, Dennis want to uh, talk to you. Dennis wants to, well, no, he said, Dennis want, got something to tell you. He said, I need a vacation. <laughs> I think one, um, that's dope of Phil Jackson to understand. Because clearly at that point, Phil was convinced he was going to get on vacation. So. All right. Yeah, yeah Phil's yeah, Phil going to get on vacation regardless. But I think that's dope that Phil understood. Even. Not just Phil, but Scotty and Michael as well understood what kind of player, and not only player, my bad, but what kind of person Dennis Rodman is. Uh-huh. That they knew that if you even, you know, of course Jordan was skeptical, saying, you know, if you give him this, he not. He, he just said he ain't gonna be it. back in forty eight hours. He's well, like, you know, he, originally, you know, Jordan asked for told him, you know, make it forty eight. Yeah. Because you know, Jordan was saying, you know, he don't think he's gonna come. We gonna yeah. see him again. True. True. But. For Phil to, because like you say, of course you got to let Jordan in on it. But if anybody else is on that team and that leader of the team, I don't think Phil has it that way. He feels just like, yo, Dennis needs some time. We're going to give Dennis some time. Right. I just think is Phil understands Dennis and even in, you know, 
which is why it's, it's cool today episodes were the two episodes last night. Because you could see that dynamic and how Phil was always understanding and brought in Dennis with open arms, which made everybody else except Dennis. And I guess, um, right, players don't go crazy, don't ask for load management if you haven't won any championships right. at all. Like, you can't do it. Like, don't even think about it. You can't go to Vegas. And you can't do it, like you say, if you do that now. Even if you don't go to Vegas, even if you just out and about in right. your city because you might just need some. Because players do kind of do that now in different ways. Yeah. They Because uh, I remember a few years ago, I remember uh, – like Philly had some time off. Like Ben went to Miami. Teams on the East Coast, players will go to Miami oh, yeah. if they got two days off. Um, like I said, I remember LeBron when he went through when he went back to Cleveland and they had a parade. And remember he was just stressed out. He took a couple of games off. And he remember he went to Miami uh, in the middle of the season or whatever. Is that one um, banana boat picture? No, I, I think that actually summertime. was in the summer. That was actually summertime. in the summer. LeBron had went by himself, okay. uh, so. Well, well, Wade was there because I remember he was in the club with D Wade. So it has happened. They have, I mean, at the end of the day, little ways, it's, it's happened. I mean, I guess but LeBron was also coming off of four straight years of championships, Olympics. Right. So he, I mean, he had put the load on his body also. Right. So, so you, he he had earned that. I think Rodman and they they talked about how he held the team together when Pippen was out was hurt that year. So that probably yeah, so I think that's. That Dennis played a Rodman, part. Yeah, that's like that's that's not something Robin really wanted to do, but he knew he had to do it. Right, and you could tell maybe he they, Phil knew that's just what he needed to uh, be right. Now they didn't put any dates in there, so you can't really say what when it happened. I'm sure people like Michael Wilbon shout out to Michael Wilbon because um, he said that he's you know you he already heard of it or knew about it, but they couldn't leak that out. That was part of the trust they had with the Bulls. Like I'm sure Mark Rashad knew type of thing. But um, you can't really put the dates to know, all right, it was these days, so they played these games, or what did he – because that season, he only missed two games. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm looking at it now. He only missed two games that season. So, um, did were those games – I don't know what two games he missed because I just got his uh, career stats pulled up real quick, but uh, did he miss back-to-back games, and was that – in that time or what? Because, you know, when when he came back, Phil did speak about trying to get him back in shape or get him right or whatever, which clearly it didn't happen. So maybe that was that time when he missed those games. Um, If anybody cares to know for a fact and can let us know, that would be dope. Um, Let us know. What games did Dennis Rodman miss that? Yeah, I could find it out, but I'm not about to do it right now. So uh, that I think – but that would play a part into it because, like I say, if you got a game – or it, maybe it was no game, games he didn't miss and you just had a couple of days off. Clearly he overstayed <laughs> his vacation. But maybe it was in a time where it's like, all right, we got to practice tomorrow. We got a day off after that. You can miss practice. And you so you just got two days off type of thing. Right. So it's just a matter of, like, when it was. But it would be – because overall it, it's really normal. Like, imagine they're the closest team, one of the closest teams there. But imagine Paul George. I'm going to just use somebody different. Just imagine Paul George – you know, I got a couple of days off. I'm going to go to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas sure. isn't that far from – it's not abnormal for uh, an athlete to be in a club. Like, they're going to go to a club during the season anyway. I'm rich. I can get to Vegas. I can catch a flight right now. Right. So, it's just how crazy that they're partying. But, I mean, players do go out during the season. Right. They they drink during the season. They they smoke during the season. Hopefully, it's just weed. But we know they don't all do weed. <laughs> but they do do this stuff during the season. But I guess it's just – Cause he went to them and was like, "Yo, I need a vacation." So that leads me to think that those two missed games 
what's because of that. So that's literally like load management. Right. It's not <laughs> not not jammed in between. I had a practice and an off day. Right. And you miss practice. <laughs> so shout out to Phil. And of course, you know, real quick, the Twitter jokes were flying about Jordan because Jordan was the one that went to go get him. So everybody say <laughs> Jordan had to take him a little break down. <laughs> had to take a break. So everybody with. been putting out the video I, I, of him playing him, him playing pool with Michael Bivens <laughs> for Bill Bill Devoto in Vegas. I have seen some people uh, say that they would like to hear the story of Jordan had to go get him, so like how he found out where he was, his room, and all down, that. Jordan was down there partying. Jordan <laughs> Let me go get this, man. So, shout out to Phil, greatest coach, greatest, yeah, greatest coach of all time. I like that they dove into Phil's story, talked about his Puerto, Puerto Rican, Puerto days, Rican days, yeah. yeah, and talked about, you know, those Nick days and uh, going to South Dakota. I thought that was dope to see some highlights of Phil on the court right. because you, you never seen that much. Phil, look, I always knew Phil was tall. He was a power forward. But, damn, he looked way taller <laughs> yesterday right. on those highlights. So, Shout out to Phil again. And um, so I guess next, next, uh, what we got on the dock, going to get into the, the episode with Kobe, Kobe uh, yeah. R.I.P. Kobe. So we're going to get that. Um, and then we're going to get closer to our, of course, the documentary has leaked online. You can watch it all online if you can find one of those links. I haven't even tried to find it. Nope. Um, I'm just going to watch it when it comes on. I ain't even really interested to see the leak. But if you do watch the leak, shout out to you. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But uh, I'm interested to see the Kobe episode. Um, I've heard that uh, it's one that's going to get into, like, Jordan's gambling. We all know he's notorious for gambling. He made a lot of money, gambled a lot of money. Um, so it will be cool to see that. And then we did, what, it was 3-4 last night? Yeah. So we're down like the last six. So yeah, it's taking its time. But with, with two episodes at a time getting knocked out, it's going to be the end before you know it. So. All right. Be uh, cool to see. I just think about uh, one one last thing I wanted to get into uh, was like the potential of that team because the way I look at it is, especially with winning the championship, I'm not breaking the team up. Even if we are getting older, I'm not completely breaking my core up until we lose. Like right. even if we that next year we lost in the finals, I still wouldn't have broken up. We would have to lose in the first round yeah, before I'm basically. like this. Every other year, I was just been I maybe. Uh, like I would have gave Kukos more uh, responsibility. And then maybe you swap out Ron Harper and get this player. You swap out this player. Just like they did before. You swap out Paxson and you get Steve Curry. You swap out B.J. Armstrong you get Ron Harper. No more Horace Grant, you get Rodman. That's what the good GMs do. You just retool and then, you you know, Jordan Pippen is your court clearly. And then maybe Rodman stays a part of the court. Maybe not. Who knows what happens. But Jordan Pippen feels is definitely the core but it's been interesting interesting to see what happened going forward because so much stuff has been different because we were talking about how houston you know they had a decent little run then portland in the coming years but both of those teams had scotty pippen you know i mean of course the lakers three peak they had phil so um what we have gotten the lakers versus the bulls because the lakers was really good they put up it was cool to see that that standing and they had uh, Seattle number one. The Lakers were number two. At the time, the Lakers would have had four All-Stars. So imagine uh, that, that Lakers team, if they somehow made it to the finals and they played the Bulls, it would have been cool to see all that uh, come together over those coming years. But it's just crazy to think that Krause was like, no. Like, there was, there was no talking them out of it. Yeah, and they said Phil could go 82 and no. They, I liked that they dove into the asking. They were asking Jordan the questions about next year. He said, hey, we would love to have Jordan, but if he said he ain't playing with nobody for Phil, then he's choosing not to play. And 
that was like that's just crazy to me. <laughs> right. I guess this is, I don't know if we brought this up on the last episode because I know we have brought up the Jerry Krause not you know wanting to bring them back. Yeah, right. But it's just crazy how the owner right. never said, never went against it. It was like you know that was just it. Like you know that's what Jerry Krause wanted. Well, whatever. Right. What's going on? It's John W. And we are the International Professional Podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all are wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it, you're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. You are the Hoopers. Peace out, players. And you got to believe that that, I mean, maybe that cost him a couple of extra championships because I'm, I'm just not tearing down that team until we lose first round. Right. No, I <laughs> got to not make the playoffs the next year. I'm not winning the championship and then saying, all right, all y'all got to go. I would have signed everybody to a one-year deal. Yeah, maybe we yeah. would have did a, on a one-year basis. You got to sign them to seven-year extensions. Oh, uh, yeah, just sign. But, we win championship. Next year again after that, or oh, like I said, we go to the championship, what we lose, right? Sign one more, maybe we run it back, maybe we get it back. But then once we lose that first time in the first round, that's when it's like, all right, it's over, right? Because obviously, when you lose, Jordan is gonna retire because he's obviously at the end of his career, and clearly, Pippen he played probably another what eight after that, he retired about oh, oh, four, maybe because oh, like yeah. he he retired. After Jordan came back, I believe. I don't know. But either way, Phil ends up coaching into the tens or whatever. Well, you know, he took his break, came back with the Lakers and such and such. But I'm just not breaking down that team. So I think the owner, shout out to the people who kind of put pointed the finger at him, like, you know, why didn't you step in there? Um, but I think he should definitely take a little bit more heat for that. Because <laughs> and, and look what happens to the Bulls since, like, Shout out to the Derrick Rose era, but they couldn't even get in the playoffs after that. They, right. Their team was destroyed for years. And, you know, they they got some injuries with Jay Williams and things like that, but they just weren't drafting players well. Players weren't working out. Tim Floyd was a terrible coach. Terrible coach. Horrible. He's not even a good college coach. Terrible coach. And he just didn't work out. So, yeah. Uh I do want to end with one thing, uh, just some current news since we still quarantining. So, a lot of states were in one that opened up. Brian Windhorst, I usually don't mention his name, but uh, he says in Indiana they never even had a stay-at-home order at all there, so they're open. So, since certain states are opening, the NBA is going to start opening practice facilities, and depending on – the rules in your state or whatever. That's how they're gonna determine if it's just one on one player sessions or you know, group you know, just the players and this, ten, this, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The details will come out. So uh it's really kind of a mess right now. Uh that is that's what Wynn Horse said. He's the first person I said I've heard report on this, so I'm gonna use his words. 
Um, he's really the mess because everybody's trying to figure out what they could do. Like right. I said, like in Indiana, they haven't they haven't even had an order. So he was mentioning how someone like Doug McDermott, who plays for the Pacers, he's been working out at the practice facility the whole time. Right. Because they never had a stay-at-home order. So um, he also was just saying, you know, how would that look as far as uh, bringing the season back because – uh, if Georgia is open but Vegas in, isn't, maybe we're going to hold the games at the Phillips Arena instead of in Vegas um, and things like that right. um, as far as location and then if it's going to be with fans or not. So they ain't got into no details. They're just right now at are we going to open the practice facilities and are we going to do big groups of players? I mean, there's only 12 active players on the team, right. 15, 14 players, whatever it is. So are we going to do groups of the players and the coaches or what? How, how does that work? They might have to split it up because what if you got, you know, four or five coaches and you got 12 players, but you can only have 10 people. So maybe you got this group this time, this group that time, that group that time. And basically you're just going to be doing skill work anyway. You're not going to be doing plays. You're going to be doing skills, getting back, getting your rhythm back going. That's all you're going to be doing. So kind of like summer workouts type of thing. So um, It seems like most practice facilities have more than one court. Probably that, have them exactly. Different areas. That's the thing, also. So like, you know, two coaches with this group, two coaches with that coach. <laughs> two coaches, two coaches with this group. Excuse me. And then, like, the head coach is kind of monitoring back and forth. Exactly. So like, say it's really just skill stuff. Because I know Philly has a pretty big court where you can have this group on this court, that group on that court, that group. Because right. they yeah. have two full courts, so that you really can spread them out. Right. So, uh, that's all I've heard so far about. The league coming back at the moment. I did see that uh, Mark Cuban said that he's going to push for games with no fans. Uh, he don't think that they should I'm, – I'm putting words in his mouth right now, no disrespect. But overall, I know he's saying that he, he doesn't think that – they should just finish out this season without fans, basically. It's his perspective. But, he, you know, Mark Cuban's an open guy. He's open to – if it's safe, let's do it. But mm-hmm. he's like – he want to just do it, period. No, nah, yeah. So – But I yeah. guess Mark Cuban is also the one, you know, he's like one of the first ones that came out and said he was paying all his – Right. All the employees. Right. So – But he's like, are the players going to want to play without fans? I would. But, I mean, yeah, of course. But, yeah, but. I, I think they, they should want to play. Obviously, the fans, the fans are an important part of the game. Right. You play for the fans, but at the same time, you don't play for the fans. It's like that thin line. Um, yeah. So – this game got to go on. I hate to bring money into it, but people don't want to lose their money. So you do need to get some of these right, games no, off so you don't lose that money. About, uh, withholding like 25% of the checks. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, if you, you're getting paid based off of the, the TV money. I mean, that, that's a big portion of the money. That's right. a big portion of why the and salary is not, what it is. And because they're not canceling games, you right. can't get paid for games you don't play. Yeah, so... It sucks, but, you know, yeah. you can't get But that's just where we are work. now. I think anything that gets it back, like, who cares if it's no fans? I wouldn't even start off in big arenas. Like, as I said before, before LeBron stole my idea, put up some cameras in practice facilities, and it'll, it'll be real tournament-like. But that, that way you can get report a couple of uh, verified reporters, you know, uh, ESPN reporters are going to be there, obviously, because they have a TV deal. And then the people you have real close deals with, like uh, the AP or whatever, they have their main photographer there. Won't be a, a bunch of them, but set up your cameras, and then I mean, let's go from there. Between the teams, the referees, the stat person, obviously this will have to be in a state where you can have like a fifty-person type of rule. Right. Maybe some of the coaches that shouldn't that you don't need. Not that you don't need no disrespect, but maybe you don't have all your assistant coaches right. on the bench. Yeah. Maybe you don't bring every trainer. They're like on standby. But you don't have everyone there. 
Um, and then people are in the facility, or maybe you can have some people on the court, some people on the back, and then when they come to the court, like it's ways that you could do it if yeah. you're gonna go that way. So I would just who who got rules where we can where we can uh, play with at least fifty people yeah. because between two teams, coaches, a couple of cameras because you ain't gonna need as many cameras in the film crew. You're gonna only have a couple of photographers, um, and you know get it where it can be fifty people. Just make right. it make it work. Referees, yeah, right. It's only it's three referees. Um, you got once that person you got the person that's calling the game. They might bring them set up. They can be there. Twelve player rosters. That's twenty four players. Couple coaches, like you can be cutting it tight. It's probably gonna be like exactly fifty in there, but it could be done. Right. So, fanless basketball. If we want basketball back, basically, I'd rather see that than another horse or two K tournament. tournament. No, so sure. playing the damn practice facility for sure. That horse tournament was terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Who won it? My my uh, my time. My time. How terrible it was. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. But anyway, um, I think that's about it. So the next two Bulls episodes, next two episodes of The Last Dance to be next Sunday. Oh, shout out to uh, Dennis Rodman, 33. Hair. I never realized that there were 33s in his hair when Pittman came, came back. back. Never yeah. knew that at all. Never even put it together. Never even thought about but it. But then once they said it and I looked at it last night, I'm like, it's so obvious that it's threes. It's obvious that it was 33s. Right. <laughs> so so well, we're getting the John Gambling Addiction and Tony Kukoc next. I hope so. Cause I seen one of the, you know, one of course, one of the state, one of the headlines coming from the trailers is how you know Jordan was saying they weren't playing against Ku Coach, they were playing against Jerry Krause. Yeah. That was the uh, Olympics that yeah, year. Yeah, that was the Olympic thing because uh, he was Jerry Krause's guy. So, so. cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to dive into Ku Coach, one of the first successful transitions of European European players. Right. Wing um, players. Wing wing European players because before you would have Vlade. And you would have had Drajan, even though he uh, was killed only a couple of years into his league. R.I.P. Drajan Petrovic. But it wasn't a, bu- a bunch of them. So Kukos was one of the first. He made it easier for Dirk. Yeah, he did. But other than that, John W. Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. <laughs>